This is The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. I don't want six more weeks of this. This is not This is not good. It's Groundhog Day. In case you didn't see the news today, Punxsutawney Phil saw, did not see his shadow. I don't know what that word you keep using is, but you've said it to me about 15 times a day. What? Punxsutawney Phil? Yeah, what, what is that? That's the groundhog. That's, that's the famous groundhog in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. I don't do the greatest job of keeping up with rodents. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Squirrel Hater over here. He hates all things rodent. I am not a fan of the rodent world. That's just not my thing. <laughs> Here's what I know. I don't know if there's six more weeks or six more hours of winter. Here's what I know. I'm wearing my headphones not because I need them, but because my ears are freezing. <laughs> it is just bitter cold. It's that kind of cold that just gives you Tourette's. I was staring at the ocean 52 hours ago, mm-hmm. and it's snowing. I like aggressively snowing as well. <laughs> 28 degrees outside the uh, Ingalls studios this hour of the program. Brought to you by Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. The real feel is 16. I'm going to say it's less than that because it really feels like it's about four. I'm going to take the under. Uh, yeah, here's a shocker of shockers to all our loyal Sports Tank with Jeremy Green listeners. Uh, Jeremy's never seen Groundhog Day. Gosh. Who's the star of that movie? It's Bill Murray. No. Yes. What's in the title? Groundhog Day. Okay, so it's a movie about groundhogs, which means the groundhog is the star. Groundhogs are closely related to their first cousin, the squirrel. I'm out. Phil was just an ancillary character in that movie. It's weird because they named the movie after him. (laughs) Because it was on Groundhog Day. It's a stupid premise for a movie. Andy McDowell. That was like that was like her biggest her her best movie. I know Andy. I love Andy. Uh huh. Still out. That and uh, Michael. Those were the. Those that you hadn't seen that one either. The one that John Travolta plays an angel. You lost me at yeah. John Travolta. So. You've seen Face Off. I did. That's more because I wanted to see who was crazier, Nicolas Cage or John Travolta. Secret time. It's Nicolas Cage, and it's not all that close. That wasn't a secret. Okay. Yeah, it's not all that close. So everybody knows that's that's not a secret. Oh, uh, we are five days away from the big game. Injuries going to play a big uh, a big role in this game, I do believe. We're going to get into that, talk about that coming up on the program, as well as everything else going on in the sports world. But no story today has been bigger than the story that EA Sports will be releasing another college football game. Yes! That's the best news I've heard in a long time. Spike that football. We don't know what it's going to look like at this point. Uh, right now, it's well, we just know the, vaguely what it's going to look like. Yeah, but they don't know if they're going to be able if the NIL stuff is going to pass. The name, image, and likeness stuff will pass, and they can actually use players' names. And they, there's going to be a whole lot that has to go into cutting through that red tape to make sure that happens. I don't care. I don't either because, because you, no matter what, the starting quarterback of whatever team I play with. Is going to be named Jeremy Green. So that's how that's going. 
Just, I, I don't care about the names. Okay. Just give me the helmets. Give me the fight songs. Give me the bowl games. The give stadiums. me the playoff. You know, I uh, this, sure, I, I'll go with the stadium. Sure. I, I mean, I want to see it's the mascot. It's not that important to you? No. Really? I, I, frankly, I don't care if it's played on a, on a fake dirt field. I don't really care. I need the game back. Well, it's coming back. And here's the thing. I don't care if they do reach an agreement to put the players' names in there or not. Because you're going to be able to download the rosters within, what, seven hours? They're already get, Somebody online is already going to have the, the rosters set and ready for you to go. Because, I mean, they're, the nerds exist out there. That's what we do. Yeah. Have you participated in such 100%. building of rosters before? 100%. Nice. How do you get? How does that work? Is that just like one guy has the idea and it's very arduous? I'll put it that way. Oh, I yeah. I mean, I've done it on an amateur level to all of my video games. See, I never connected to the internet with any of my games, so I never like until I got the PS4. And got the Madden game, not this past one that, that was horrible, but the one with Patrick Mahomes on the cover. I got that one and downloaded. That was the first time I'd ever seen someone download or be able to download all of the games or all of the names and the current rosters. So I would do it in my own spare time by myself. Yeah, I never, really, took I never really cared. Upon hours. See, because my role in the college football game was always the same. I started at some little tiny school that that landed the five-star blue chip recruit Jeremy Green obviously. Yeah, right. And and we we went that way. And you just won I the am, national title with whoever you hit, I am with. You know how good I am at Madden? Yeah. I was better at the college game. Oh my gosh. Cuz I could run the option in the in the college game. And I was See, I never real could figure good. that out. Oh, I was real good at it. I could never figure out I was pitch. infuriatingly good at it. <laughs> like you think you have me dead to rights, and nope. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> EA Sports coming back out with the college football game. It won't be out until 2020, 2022 at the earliest. So that's unfortunate. Yeah, the, the what? So I've got a year. So you know, my wife sent me a text message after I posted on uh, Twitter that I've, I'm putting the PS5 on order because it's only going to be on next gen units. So I've got a year to save for the PS5. Yeah, at the rate we're going, there'll be another one out by then. I mean, GameStop has made a considerable amount of money the last few days. So uh, have they though? I it depends on when you depends on when you pulled the plug. You on hope that one. you got out on that one, because by the way, yeah, just the update. Uh, both GameStop and AMC have tanked. I would I would love to have somebody explain that to me really slowly because I don't get it at all. My wife is a financial advisor, right? I have no, I don't know the pin number to my own debit card. I am not entrusted <laughs> with these things. But I have been watching some people on social media that seem to be taking quite a roller coaster ride. There. Right. Well, producer Ron filled in with for you on the sports obviously yep. on Friday morning. He's one of them, and he's one of the he 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 explained it kind of bare bones on Friday morning. But I told him like, did he draw don't, pictures? No. Did he use, it probably did he use dolls? Were, were there any? Were, were there <laughs> they were any? not dolls? Oh, what so, kind of explanation do you think this is? I don't know. I don't know how any of it works. <laughs> Here's what here's my knowledge of how of how high finance works. When I take my car to a gas station, I there's a little slot 
and it says, put your card right here. Uh-huh. And so I do. And uh-huh. every every time I do it, it gives me gas. Which means that the brass tags, I have at least that many dollars. Oh, good. I don't know anything beyond that. Good. You know, you should check your balance before you do that because it'll, it'll keep pumping. It'll overdraft you. I've done that before. I don't. I don't think that's been a problem. It has not been brought to my attention. <laughs> right. So I. I don't think that's a thing. Right. But beyond that, I, I have no idea. Interesting. I have. I have no. I, I don't know who our mortgage is paid to. I. I don't know. <laughs> you also do like tax preparation on the side. Yes, I right? do. This is. This is concerning for anyone. Why I don't deal with. You. I, I mean, I'm not looking for your bank account. As a matter of fact, that's one of my rules. Well, You're not allowed to give me your bank account I would account think in that role, though, like calculating finances would be... I, I a, could add it. I don't know where it comes from. I would be just going all willy-nilly. And and, I got you. Okay. and, and I like it this way. She does this for a living. We're good. Yeah. Okay. You handle that. You just tell me how many uh, Chipotle burrito bowls I'm allowed to buy a week. That's all I need to know. The college football, college basketball games have not been in production since the Ed O'Bannon suit. That whole thing blew up everything. Yeah, I've yet to, I've yet to see one person ask if there's going to be a college basketball game because I don't think anybody cares. They were all awful. So. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, back to College Slam, which was just NBA Jam with college teams, and that game was cool. Yes, it was. I just got that game the other day. I got one of those emulator things that has all of the Nintendo and Super Nintendo games on it. See, now that I understand. I don't know where my money comes from, but I do. I could build the emulator. That College Slam game was on there, though. It's phenomenal. So much fun. We're going to have to have a College Slam tournament. I just want to thank EA Sports for giving me any reason to open this show with a video game uh, monologue. But, I mean, this has the potential to be the highest-selling video game release Sports wise, in years, I, I already imagine. own it. You already own it. Yep, they already pre-ordering it. Uh, no, uh, I already own it. The money has already—it's it's already situated. It has been put somewhere, <laughs> waiting just, for this to be a thing. I don't care if it's five years from now. You don't I'll have, own it the day. It you don't have out. a next-gen console, though, do you? Uh, I, I I can. I have this thing called Google, and this th- and these all these other things that they will send things to my house. Uh huh. I don't think they can put this game out before Amazon could send me a PS5. <laughs> the question is, or my question is, what does the new game have to have? What does it have to have? What does it have to have to make you happy? I think everything I just said. That's it? You just want? Playoff, bowl games, real logos, real team names, and I'm good. Mm-hmm. I want an editable playoff. Uh, they'll never do it. But I would like the option to expand the playoff eight to sixteen teams. I swear that was at one time a thing. I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure that was a thing. You said that. I don't think that's true. Um, I don't believe that ever was the case. But I mean, I could be wrong. I didn't own every version of this game, so at some point that might have been an option. But. I feel like that's one thing we need to do. Because we, I mean, the games haven't existed since 2014. Yeah, but, but since we've been doing the playoffs, right? Yes. So that'll be a new wrinkle. It will actually include the college football playoff. 
but I would like an, an editable one. Custom customization is key. I also want to have the ability to switch conferences. Well, they always had that. I could never figure out how to do that. How to go back and reset it and move one team to a different conference? There has never been a statement in all of the time we've been doing this that has surprised me less than what you just said. Okay. You are the same man that has used the same computer every day we have ever done the sportsocracy. Uh Since the first minute we did it, Uh you to this day think if you just beat on the keyboard, the screen will turn on. It will. And then it does it every once in a while, and you go, see, I told you. And yes, I did just turn you into a, a, a bullwinkle. I don't know why, but I did. It's actually true. I actually figured out what was making the computer do that. Uh, it, it and it sh- was a it, physical it, problem. It not surely a wasn't you just beating on it. Not a technological problem. But I think those are the, I think those are the main things that I want in the game. I can't think of anything else that I would rather have. How 2020 and obviously the, and obvious that we've been cooped up in our houses for a real long time, that this is the most exciting thing we've heard in a long time. Well, it's because this thing has been gone for so long. It's been seven years. It will have been eight years by the time now, the game actually comes out. Now, I will say this, this revelation that we are getting the football game back means I officially 100% do not care about any of the name, image, and likeness things. It's the only reason I ever cared about it in the first place. Oh, do what you okay. want. So now do, that do you what got you the want. Game I don't back. care. You gave me my you gave me my video game back. I don't <laughs> care what you do. Pay them a million dollars a piece. I don't care. Wow. I mean, that would be a little overboard. That's extreme. But... I, that's I'm trying to prove the level to which I do not care. <laughs> I get it. Any objections I ever had were solely because I thought it was going to uh, ruin my ability to ever have this game. I was fully behind the Ed O'Bannon suit. Uh, I wasn't, in, but interviewed, I don't want to go back into inter, that. You know, interviewed Ed O'Bannon on the show when we were on 570 on Saturdays. and Notice he didn't allow me to be a part of that, and there's no, a This was before you. This was before the Jeremy Green era began. Uh, but you we did had, seem to stop getting guests when I came along. <laughs> Why is that? Are you ashamed standoffish. of me? You're a little too standoffish, uh, and the only people that can hang in there is... Uh, Jones Angel. I do he's, love Jones he's Angel. the only one that can, that can handle you. I also love Brad Johnson, who will be here. Uh, <laughs> right. Brad Johnson, we'll have him on uh, on Thursday at 4 o'clock. And we'll talk about the Super Bowl, which will only be three days away at that mm-hmm. point. <laughs> yeah, there's really nothing to... I mean, to me... But I, my point there was, I backed this whole thing. And then when I found out that the college football game wasn't going to happen anymore, I was kind of like, okay, uh, I, I don't care about your, your fight for freedom anymore. I, 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 I changed my mind. I, I changed my mind. I'm not getting into that. It, it, it irritated me to no end. The name, image, and likeness lawsuit? Yeah. Solely because I'm somebody that edited a lot of these rosters. Uh-huh. They were not. They might have gotten the Ed O'Bannons of the world, who, by the way, was an All-American. Mm-hmm. And the player was built after him vaguely. Right. They didn't go real deep. Let me put it that way. No, but there were can... a lot of times that I was sitting there going, I don't know which guy. I don't know which one of these guys you're supposed to be. Yeah. I, I have no idea. But yeah, could, because neither one of you is even close to the person that you're right. that I'm supposed to be making you. But you could always tell. I mean, like March Madness. Only 05. the real, only the real high end players. True. I mean, it was maybe twenty players in the whole game. Maybe, but like the rosters were accurate. 
Like, I remember getting the 2005 March Madness game after the Tar Heels won the championship and Marvin Williams was on the cover. I think that was actually a 2K game. But uh, anyway, I remember getting that game and going, yeah, because Raymond Felton was on the EA Sports game. Mm -hmm. But all the rosters were accurate. I mean, like the small forward was number 32. He was six foot three. 180 pounds from Asheville, North Carolina. It, it was obvious it was Rashad McCants, but they just couldn't put his name on it. And that's what Ed was mad about. Well, that and they 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 did a. It's not a cartoon version. They did a animated animated version. Thank you, an animated version of the Ed O'Bannon play, and it looked exactly like him. And so that's why he became the face of this thing. I mean, I, 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 I agree with that. I mean, a guy's 15 years removed from school, you're still going to use his name, image, and likeness, and you're not going to correct it or give him anything for it? I was always down for that. And I now, was not. And now we're talking about having current players involved in this thing, having all of their names, all of that, and they get a piece of the pie. I'm down with it. Yeah, I don't care where the I, I don't care how the the pie shares are divvied out. As long as I have this game the day it comes out, uh, I can guarantee you uh, we will. I will make that happen, and I, I'm one that doesn't buy video games right when they come out. But yeah, I'm gonna video be games are one of my guilty pleasures. Okay, I don't have a lot of what most people would call hobbies. I work, I sleep. That's about it. And you drink. I saw that. I knew. <laughs> I knew before that even came out of my mouth. I was like, I know where he's going to go. Where this. this is going? Absolutely. Maybe that's one of my other hobbies. <laughs> it is. It is. I'm you, just saying. I don't have a lot of them. That's all I'm saying. Uh, here's a question: Who do they put on the cover of the new video game? Because that's going to be a, a road that we have to go down as well. Do we keep doing first round draft picks from the year before, or will they go current players if that's allowed at that point? It's not even a debate to me. All right, we'll talk about it up next right here on ESPN Asheville. You're in the sports tank. Ice up, son. Ice up. Who should be on the cover of the new college football game that will be coming out? Unfortunately, not until sometime next year. That's the big question. There have been, you know, numerous superstars and, uh, you know, uh, guys that have made the <laughs> made the cover of the college football game in the past because it's ranged from everyone from Tim Tebow to Jared Zabransky and Sparty and Sparty. Yeah, Sparty was on. We, the we cover had a couple time. mascots at one point. <laughs> right. I mean, to me, it's real simple. It's Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. See, my thought on this, though, is the, the game doesn't come out until next year. Oh, well. Yeah, and so right. it'll probably be Sam Howell if they go the route they've been going. Oh, that would be wonderful. North Carolina kid. Uh-huh. First game. Ba- oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, I'm okay with that. <laughs> like I said, I think it'll be, I think it'll probably be Sam Howell because I can't imagine that they would go. I can't imagine that we will get to a point where they will actually have a current college football player on the cover. Because I think that just would create too many issues. Jealousy issues. 
you know how oh, much we're money worried he about gets everybody's from. feelings. Well, of course we are. It's twenty twenty one. No, 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 we're not. Well, you know what I mean. As a, as a society, as a society, we take those things into account now, and then it also comes into account of compensation. You're going to com- compensate every player equally from the video game because it's the only way that you can do this to incorporate their names and everything. Is everybody gets compensated equally? But this kid is selling the game. Like I'm trying to think forward to you. Give me a guy. No, it's it's, it's not going to be a current player. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. It's not. It's I mean, always going to be. The go, guy, hey, it would be fun if it was, but it's right. not going to be the guy who was the best story of the past year, or the Heisman Trophy winner, or they'll go with you know historical guys. Desmond Howard was on. I don't once. care who's on the cover. Barry Johnson. Sanders. The, here's the thing. What you just said is why we lost this game mm-hmm. because somewhere somebody thought that and and it would have to be somebody in the legal system thought that the third string center from Florida had as much reason that this game was sold as Tim Tebow and that's stupid cuz if fair. you really believe that I cannot help you because it's just flat out not true but these are amateurs and we can't treat them any differently uh okay <laughs> I don't agree with it I'm just telling you that's the first thing that's always said all I know is a lot of Tennessee recruits seem to be going to McDonald's so. oh ho oh, 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 ho oh, oh. I think Tennessee fans are slowly getting into that burrow that Cleveland Browns fans live in that just hate me. Uh huh. As they should. That tell you I, that, that I mean Tennessee I, fans. I full Tennessee, in, Tennessee fans mostly hate themselves. So uh, that would be at Sports Tank ESPN <laughs> if you're looking to get a hold of him, and I'm at Jay Green ESPN. Speaking of Cleveland, have I right. told you that I have full intentions of going to the draft in Cleveland? No, you haven't told me that. I think it would be fun for me. I might not come back alive, mm-hmm. but if you don't hear from me for a few hours, eh, probably start looking for a new partner. Okay. I'm not exactly booing. Maybe we could up take there. the show on the road up there. And I, I'm in. Let's go. I don't know the logistics of that because you know all the buttons. We had talked about that once, didn't we? Talked about stopping at Canton on the way in. Yeah, it just that seemed like it was 400 years ago because, you know, we haven't been able to leave this general vicinity. Yeah. I, for miss, for, I miss things. I miss doing things. I'm, I'm ready to do things again. <laughs> Indeed. Again, I want to be back in a crowd. and I'm, I don't think I'm going to be able to do that for a long, long time. We, we started planning vacations for this year. I swear to you, there was one in every month. I will not skip a month without a vacation between now and the start of football season next year. Okay. I'm not going that long without a vacation again. I'm not doing it. I mean, I'm in that boat as well. I realized how needed it was when I got there, and it felt like a 300-pound weight had been lifted off my shoulders. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, this is what I needed. Wait a minute. This is why I've Wait, been so Wait, am I angry. the weight in this scenario? Oh, you think you only <laughs> weigh 300 pounds. That's adorable. Oh, you son of a... Wow. Yeah, you also Ouch. think you're 5'11". So. Ouch. I am 5'11". Stop that. And then I'm 6'9". <laughs> I don't know. I feel like uh, having a different guy on the uh, on the video game, maybe it was just too much for him every year. 
I still can't figure out why was Jared Zabransky on the cover anyway. I have no idea. Some dude from Boise State. It's just like why did Peyton Hillis wind up on the cover of Madden? Nobody thought that was a good idea. That's true. (laughs) Oh, you mean that running back that's built like a nose tackle? Yeah, I'm sure he's going to age well in the league. Was it 20 touchdowns he had that that one year? He had a lot. Yeah. And then he had like 20 touches for the rest of his career. Uh Uh-huh. He's still built like a Terminator from what I've seen. Oh, okay. Keep up with the Peyton Hillis no, thing? I literally I searched it solely for this story. Oh, okay. You said you wanted to open with this, so worst I... Worst guy. I, I mean, worst guy ever to be on a video game. By the way, do you realize that all four of the last four Madden cover athletes are in this Super Bowl? Really? Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, Pat Mahomes. Huh. They're all... Or except the uh, Lamar Jackson was on this previous year, and Gronk, all of them except the last one. And Gronk, Gronk was on the cover. Or maybe I added a one. few years. Maybe ago. it wasn't Le'Veon Bell. Maybe it was Gronk. Yeah, I don't remember Le'Veon Bell being I on the cover. I thought I did, but then I said it and it didn't sound right. <laughs> yeah, Gronk. Yeah, because there were three bucks and one chief. Yes. So yes, that is exactly that, that's exactly what it was. Okay. The Ma- can this officially put the Madden curse to bed? I mean, I think it already has been. Although I will say one of my favorite stories is that if you look on the year Antonio Brown was on the cover, there's a a developer that does things with Madden. I don't know what their role is. It's called Frostbite. Yeah. That was over his feet. No. I'm not kidding you. (laughs) There was a little Frostbite logo logo over his, uh, it was actually over his calves, but it was down at the leg. That's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're going to go cover athlete for the first one back, I almost, I almost want Nick Saban to be on there. Uh, no, I want to save that for if they ever do a uh, college football head coach like they did in the NFL. I remember which that is game. a game I would own immediately. I, Everybody I hated it but it. me. I never played it. That's because you couldn't actually play football at any time. You were just the coach. Right. There was no actual playing of the game, which for me was great. I love that part. I've got two games on my phone right now that are football GM games that all it is is just draft your team, simulate the game, see how you did, then draft your team again. Do it again. I can spend hours upon hours upon hours. I know. Doing I that. work with you. I watch you do it on a regular basis. <laughs> hey, I'm pretty good at it. I've got 16 picks in the first round next year. It's realistic, really, if you think about it. The sports tag. Just a bit outside. All right, here's the 411, folks. I'm sure you probably heard the story about what happened last night down in Atlanta, Lakers and the Hawks. There were fans sitting courtside, and LeBron James apparently got into it with one of the couples. Well, what I imagine was the guy said something LeBron didn't like. LeBron came back and yelled at him. And then his completely entitled 25-year-old uh, uh, surgically enhanced girlfriend decided to go, you know, just full-on drama queen. Yeah, her video online, if you think he's over-exaggerating that, it was. I didn't even watch it. I heard it, and it was painful to listen to. It was. And she swears a lot. Yes, she does. Uh, she is all about standing up for her man. And nobody's going to talk to her man like that. I don't care if it's LeBron James or a bum on the street, I think is what she said. Yep. Doesn't matter. I'm going after him. And if your girl wouldn't stand up for you in that kind of scenario, then you need to rethink your relationship. That, those are her words, not his. Exactly. Um, but they got into it. 
And, you know, some F-bombs were thrown. The B-word might have been said a couple of times by LeBron James. My, the funniest part of the story to me is how, uh, how ESPN wrote it up afterward. And this is one of the sentences. James later tweeted about Carlos, the woman, bestowing her with a derisive nickname commonly used to mock entitled white women. Yeah, he went on Twitter and called her courtside Karen. So now apparently, you know, the, the geniuses that run ESPN, we can't say the word Karen because it's, Derisive. I feel like uh, I should repeat this because I've said this to you multiple times. You do work, realize we work for ESPN, right? <laughs> There's a 36 year old, six foot five, 230 pound boxer that trains with Evander Holyfield, and the only thing he wants is Deontay Wilder. Here's his quote Deontay Wilder, I'm going to outbox him. I'm going to outclass him if I ever get that opportunity. Would you like to know who this person was? Yes. Former New York Jet Brandon Marshall has challenged Deontay Wilder to a boxing match with one stipulation. It has to happen by September, or he's going to retire from boxing before he ever starts. His words, not mine. I mean, Apparently, he's training with Evander Holyfield. Okay, And I will say, he looks to be in great shape. He says he's been boxing for 30 years uh, as a hobby, some amateur things when he was younger. Uh, he actually thinks he is a better boxer than Deontay Wilder. Mm. And that is the thing I just said out loud. So he's a big Tyson Fury fan? Is that no <laughs> Brandon Marshall? Well, the funny thing is that he calls out Deontay Wilder. Then he calls him a freak athlete, and we all know about his power, and he's uh, all of these things. And then he bashes his ability to actually box. Right. And he says the only thing he is a knockout artist, and I know the sweet science, which he kept calling it for some reason. It's okay to do that once. When you've said it four times in one paragraph, that's a little strange. <laughs> and, he th- and he actually thinks he could knock out Deontay Wilder. I don't And think I so. want to see this a lot. I mean, if you think Nate Robinson got demolished by a YouTuber. That was by a YouTube influencer or, or an Instagram influencer. Right. This is one of the best knockout artists in the history of heavyweight boxing. I mean, Brandon, God love you, buddy, but I don't think you're going to be able to get in there with the former heavyweight champ and be able to hold your own. Uh, see, here's And here's the thing that irritates me. I, I hate that we give passes on this. Like, we allow Brandon Marshall to say this, and by tomorrow, everyone will have forgotten it. Mm-hmm. I won't. I want to actually see it. If you're going to say it, this, this is from TMZ Sports, by the way. If you're going to say it, I think you should have to back it up. Even if it's just some for charity thing, we're going to fight three rounds. Deontay has to wear pillows over his hand, and he's still, still going to knock you out. Yes. This is this has disaster written all over it. Yes, but we at some point have to teach people, you don't just get to say things. Right. If you say it, you better be able to back it up. And if you're going to decide to have your first professional boxing match, with Deontay Wilder, you pretty much are going to get what you deserve because up, you did this to yourself. Let's call up Chris Womack. We should have we should have planned this ahead. We could have, could have called Chris Womack and said, do you think it's a good idea? Because he stood in the ring and sparred with Deontay Wilder and said it was awful. Yeah, I don't need to. Uh, Chris has told me that story. I don't need to ask any further than that. <laughs> My favorite part was when Deontay Wilder told the camera guy, all right, I'm going to hit him right in the middle of his forehead in this round. Be sure to get it. <laughs> and Chris was like, I, 
I don't I don't have any say in this. No, you don't. No. You don't have any say in this. Because I am bigger <laughs> and meaner and I can do this. Well, and shockingly enough, I am a professional boxer and yeah, at some point in this round, you're going to give me a free shot at your forehead and I'm going to take it. And I feel like these are the things that Brandon Marshall's not considering. I mean, I get that, you know, maybe he was, you know, maybe he was successful in the amateur circuits of boxing. Good for you. You can sling it out with a guy at the YMCA. I yep. don't think you're going to have too much, uh, too much for the former champ. Evander Holyfield did say that Brandon Marshall was intimidating and a hard hitter in the boxing ring. I'm sure he is. When asked if he could contend with Deontay Wilder, Evander had no comment. Stunner, because he's going to lose. Because he's client. like, I, I told him to shut up. Like, I tried to tell him, <laughs> I told him not to say that. He said that to me, and I went, "You should never say that to anybody else ever." <laughs> I feel like that's what you tell me on a routine routine. Yeah, basis. you should not say that. Don't nope. say that ever to anyone. Looks like we are going to have an all star game in the NBA. The two sides are coming together, and they are uh, hammering out a deal for March 7th to be the game. So it'll be on a Sunday night down in Atlanta during the midseason break. There was no plan for it. I'm going to be interested to see how this shakes out. Like, is this just, you know, there because there is no TV deal for an all-star game right now, and they're trying to calculate on what this could bring in. Because there will be no fans. There will be no tickets sold for it. So I ask the question to you, Jeremy. Is a is an all-star game, quote-unquote, necessary? I mean, I would, have, I, I would like to see one. Mm-hmm. I think it's unfortunate that there are a lot of guys, and, and I don't have the list in front of me, that were pro bowlers this year or whatever the case may be, and you never got to actually play in the game. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of guys that go to one pro bowl. And that's unfortunate that you didn't get to live that out. Mm-hmm. And it was played on Madden, and I did go back and watch it last night, and it was awful. Was it? Yes. Who won? The NFC won, and it was predominant. Bubba Wallace was the, the the secret weapon. He was actually pretty good. Really? And he thought he was going to be the weak link. Hmm. And you know what I will tell you definitively? What? I would beat all eight of them aggressively. <laughs> I watched I watched enough of it that I went, okay, I can't do this anymore. Like, I, mm-mm, mm-mm. You know how you say I watch football differently than other people yes. do? Yes. I watch video games differently than other people do, too. Because I was watching this whole game going, if you throw that across the middle one more time, and they don't at any point, it, it, it made me angry. Well, Let's put it that way. Make an adjustment. You don't throw over the middle on me ever. Not once. Not ever. And Tank can verify this yes. because he watched me. Do- I literally would call out who I was going to pick him off with. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And you never see the guy. No. I never did. I never saw the guy that was coming. He would no. tell me who it was, mm-hmm. and I'd go, where's he at? Okay, he's way over there. I can throw it to this guy. And by the time it was going to where I wanted it to go, you had it all figured out. Yep. Uh, so the, the only success I had against you were, uh, were long plays down the field, just like deep balls. They yeah, were jump punts. balls. Yeah. yeah punts <laughs> where I, I would jump too early. I would get real good at the jump balls and figure out how to beat you that way. So there was no, there was no real competition is what you're saying. 
Or they were all equally bad, so the competition was okay? Or you just think the whole idea was stupid? What? With the Madden. The whole idea was just stupid to play it on Madden? Ah, I didn't didn't like it. Yeah. I really didn't. I mean, I didn't care at all. I cared. It was. It's hard to make me care less about a Pro Bowl, but they succeeded in this. I think the the All Star Game is not. While it's not necessary to the product, I still feel like it's something that we can. You know, we can all come together and enjoy. And I think the I think the stars enjoy it as well. They like getting out on the floor and being able to showcase their talents against the best in the world. And we know that they don't play any defense, but that's not what this is for. Mm -hmm. Nobody cares about the All-Star game for defense. That's why we see 178 to 173 games in the All-Star game. Because it's all about showcasing what you can do, what is physically possible on a basketball court. I like it. My only concern is, do you think that there will be a number of guys who say... You know what? I'm not risking it. I don't want to travel to Atlanta for three days to do this. Do you think that's a a, a major concern? No, I, I really don't. I, I think they'd I, all be in. I, I think we've pretty much figured out how to do this. Mm-hmm. Although Carol Baskins is very upset that we're having people at the Super Bowl. Is she really? She is. Well, bless her heart. Where who asked her that or why I, I did no that idea. come out? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> they were like, "Ooh, who do we know that is kind of famous in the Tampa area that we could talk about the impact of the Super Bowl being in town?" <gasps> Carol Baskin. No, nobody really cared. It's the only person that they could think of. In fairness, I think Hulk Hogan still lives down there, doesn't he? We could ask him. In fairness, she does know how to uh, transport people without anybody knowing about it. So, oh, or at least dispose of bodies. See, it, it, you keep doing that. I just got a hate. I, I, I just got hate on Facebook for something. But did you really? That you said. Oh, really? What? Something about ten. I don't even remember what I said now about Tennessee, but you oh, compounded nice, it. Nice, nice. You, you were the bad one, <laughs> not me. I mean, you can come at me all you want to. Um, I've been down in Tennessee fans since birth. It feels you like you at least have a reason. I almost went to Tennessee. I actually like Tennessee. Yikes! Now Cleveland, that's a different story. Now Cleveland, everything <laughs> you say about that's I, I get it. I understand why you don't like. I get it. I think it's especially good that we have an all-star game after the last one we had. Oh, it was fantastic. It was it was literally the last sporting event that I re- really remember going. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Everything else since then's just been, hmm. yeah, but it's not no fans or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I can't get into basketball with no fans. Right, I can't. I got over it with the NFL. I. I don't know that I can actually get over it with basketball. That was the best part of last night's uh, foray into college basketball for me. Uh, I sat down and I uh, watched at least three quarters of the uh, of the Texas Tech Oklahoma game, and they were playing in Texas where they had fans, and it just made it so much better. And I didn't care that it was only what eight percent or ten percent of the of the capacity of that arena. You know, they made that those 
3,000 fans or who, whatever was in attendance last night made it feel like an actual game. These hollow NBA gyms are killing me. Mm-hmm. The, these arenas in the NBA, and, and it sounds like they're playing 900 feet away from the camera. Mm-hmm. Because you hear everything. Yep. And it's just, I, I cannot, I can't wrap my head around it. I got used to it with football to a degree. Mm-hmm. But with basketball, I'm still, I'm just not there. I hear every play call. I hear every, everything. And I'm, yeah. it's still but feels- I do hope there is, I hope they can come to a full resolution on the All-Star game. It looks like they're going to. Well, there are a few guys that, if if I had a vote, would be All-Stars right now that have never come close to being All-Stars before. Ooh. Who is that? Uh, Jeremy Grant would be an All-Star right now, yes. no doubt. Agreed. I don't even think that's debatable. Mm-hmm. He's been the best player on the Pistons. And I'm not going to lie to you. When they signed him, I I remember laughing out loud. At the number. Because I mean, because I, he I, mean, lot, I remember, didn't he? I, I, I'm a newly found Nuggets fan, so I knew Jeremy Grant reasonably well, mm-hmm. and I heard the number and just laughed out loud. But he has uh, played to that level and actually far surpassed it. I'll be real honest with you. Is that the only other one? Is that the only one? I don't think it's the only one. It's the most. It's the one that screams out at me mm-hmm. because he's the guy that was. I mean, this is a role player that's played on you know a couple different teams. Bounced around the league a little bit, always been a sixth man, and now he's a no doubt all star. Right. Miles Turner has he been an all star before? No, and he's been and he's been hurt. A, has he been a part of this year? He wouldn't be an all star if that's what uh, you're asking. He, he has a lot of blocks. He's played really well. No, he hasn't. <laughs> has he not? Uh-uh. I mean, I he has I, a lot of blocks. It's it's for, the Hassan Whiteside rule. I guess I'm more of a, a more of a highlight NBA mm-hmm. player. Or NBA watcher. I'll see all the highlights and everything. He's had some good plays this year. He's been fine. I, I'm not I'm not trying to denigrate him. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying he's not been an all-star level. He's right. playing the exact same game that Hassan Whiteside did. Okay. Where, stop telling me he's a good defender because no, he's not. Just because he comes over and helps on the, uh, on the four-man and, and winds up getting a ton of blocks, that does not make you a good defender. Right. When your guy demolishes you on a routine basis, that means you're a bad defender. That's your argument with Christian Wood as well, right? Christian Wood's not a good defender at all. Uh, my, my argument with Christian Wood, I would literally just put the tape in the VCR, I would hit the button and go, you watch it. You tell me. Because <laughs> it is comically well? bad. Speaking of comically bad defense, we have two teams playing tonight that are comically bad at defense. In the and, NBA? Yep. And it has led to something that I don't think I've ever seen before. And upon doing a little further research, we never have seen it before. Really? All right. That's coming up in Green on Green. Uh, until February the 10th, you can go by your local Ingles store. Ingles has partnered up with Homeward Bound and is trying to help them in their mission to provide permanent housing to the homeless population in our area. You can donate to Homeward Bound by going to your local Ingalls store, and at the checkout, they have those little uh, icons available for purchase, Homeward Bound Valentines, that you can purchase at any Ingalls location until February the 10th. Green on Green is next here on ESPN Asheville. Coffee's the closers only. Get them the money. Then we get the money. You get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then we get the power. Then you get the work. Welcome back to the Sports Thank ESPN Asheville 92.9, 880, and 1400. Underdogs work. Yeah, it just they works. Did. Don't, just don't hate on the underdogs. 
The underdogs are our friends. I was watching that last night going, ding, ding. Yeah, one of them let me down. Guess who it was? New York Knicks. That's why you don't count on the Knicks. I have four picks in the NBA for you tonight. Three dogs, one favorite. First one, the Orlando Magic are six and a half point dogs tonight to the Toronto Raptors. I do not understand what it is about Raptor lines that I just hate every night that they play. There is something weird about this team, and I can't figure out what it is. Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry, they're just they're all interchangeable pieces, and it's always good, but it's never great. I also do not really understand how they're going to stop Nikola Vucevic. I don't like this line. Give me the magic plus six and a half. Next up, the L.A. Clippers are a one and a half point favorite against the Brooklyn Nets. What are the L.A. Clippers? Good. There you go. That means they should not be uh, less than a three or four point favorite against this Brooklyn team because they cannot defend anybody. One of my favorite stats that's come out in the last couple of days, if you isolated the time James Harden has been on the floor, with the Brooklyn Nets, they would be the most efficient offensive team in NBA history by, I want to say it was like three-tenths of a point or something like that. Mm -hmm. They would be the worst defensive team in NBA history by a mile. And now they have to stop Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Don't think it's going to happen. Give me the Clippers, minus one and a half. Next up, the Portland Trailblazers are two and a half point dogs to the Washington Wizards. Let me say that one more time. The Portland Trailblazers are two-and-a-half-point dogs to the Washington Wizards. I understand they're hurt. I understand they don't have a lot of players. They have enough players, and the Wizards are still the Wizards. Give me the Blazers plus two-and-a-half. Finally, the Memphis Grizzlies are four-and-a-half-point dogs to the Indiana Pacers. Indiana's good, but they don't blow anybody out. And I think Memphis, with this young talent, they can keep this game close. I do think Indiana's going to win this game. But when I put the number on this earlier, it was Pacers one-point lean. Anytime you give me three-and-a-half points from what I had, it's what I'm going to take. Give me the Grizzlies, plus four-and-a-half. Go and do likewise, gents. Money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for you. All right, yeah, green on greens, underdogs. Went well last night. We'll see how uh, Jeremy fares tonight. If you take away the three days I worked last week, uh, it's been pretty good for the year. Last week was a travesty. (laughs) I'm going to chalk that up to uh, pre-vacation blues and and move right on past it. And and we'll we'll give you that because not every you know everybody's not locked in completely when you're getting ready to go on vacation. It's and still, that bug hit you early. I I mean I hadn't been on vacation in a year and a half. <laughs> right. I am a I, I love the beach, and if I go that long without seeing the ocean, and I'm not I'm not one of these astrological sign people or anything like that, but. Right. Something in my head like breaks if I don't see the ocean about at least three times a year. Well, uh, thankfully, I'm going to be there with you next week. I'm hoping to be able to hit the ocean next weekend. Yes. So we'll see how that goes. I hope it was. A, I hope it's a little warmer than it was for for you than it was for me. I doubt it will be, but we don't we don't necessarily have to beach much. <laughs> like you, you can, I can go and drive by and look at. Hey, there's the water. All right, now let's go find a bar. So you go to the beach, mm-hmm. but you don't beach much. I mean, not in the cold. Look, I, I lived at the beach for several years. I am not going to have you know to play in the sand in February. It's not fun for anybody. I was fine with it. They did. <laughs> did you actually get out on the beach for any extended period of time? Extended, no. Okay. I was going to say, because it feels like standing in an ice storm. Yeah, the couple we went with tried to take a run on the beach. It, <laughs> it didn't go well. They didn't make it from here to the parking lot. 
<laughs> and they turned around and came And they back. went, nope. Yeah. Changed gets, my mind. It gets bad when you're standing there, especially down in that loose sand and a big wind comes up, wind coming off the water. You told me you were going to get in the water. I knew that was crap when you said it. I intended to. <laughs> uh, the draw has been made for the uh, for the upcoming Olympics. Team USA going to rematch against France. This is in basketball. In basketball, yes. Team USA matching up against France. Then that's the team that knocked us out of the World Cup last year. Do you get into Olympic basketball? What do you think? I'm just curious. You love basketball into, so much. I do love basketball. And I know you hate the Olympics, so I didn't I, know I if don't, I don't do anything. The, the, the Olympic thing does nothing for me. Okay, I'll watch a little bit of it. Right. But it's just, it, we have two speeds. Either all of our stars go and we beat everybody by 30, mm-hmm. or we have some, what looks like if the NBA All-Star game went like the Pro Bowl, we get one of those teams, and then we struggle. I just, it is what it is. All right, we got uh, the Super Bowl coming up in just five days. We'll talk a little bit about the game and the injuries facing each team coming up after the break. This is the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm, I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. You're in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green on ESPN Asheville. It's 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. And, of course, you can listen live or on demand anywhere you go with the iHeartRadio app. Second hour of the program, as always, brought to you by our friends over at Wicked Weed Brewing. Check them out at wickedweedbrewing.com. Drink different. The Super Bowl's just five days away. And I'm trying to withhold my excitement. Your Tampa Bay fanboydom? <laughs> it's really hard to be objective. This is the first time I've ever been in sports radio while my team is competing for a Super Bowl. So I've been trying. I've not been successful, but I've been trying yeah, you to have be not been objective successful. as possible. If if anybody's listened for the last two weeks, they would basically think Tampa Bay is going to show up and win this game by 77. No. You actually thought they were going to use the cannons during the Super Bowl. I did. Because to me, you know, I didn't think about they had had passed Super Bowls mm-hmm. in this stadium and did not use the cannons for that. I had not thought about that until you said it this morning. And I went, oh, yeah, I guess yeah, they we've did. done this before. It's not actually a home game for you. No, and I didn't want it to be. But I, my whole theory with that was, it's the coolest feature in the stadium. They should use it for everybody. Every touchdown that gets scored, you fire the cannons. Just because it's the coolest thing there. Yeah, I used this example when Ron and I were talking about this in the Sportsocracy on Friday. That if you had a neutral site for the World Series and they were playing down in Miami... And they've got that big show that they do with the the dolphins and the fireworks and all that kind of stuff, or the Marlins and the fireworks out in center field. I feel like they would use it every time some because it's the coolest feature the stadium has. No, the coolest feature in the Marlins stadium is how much room you have. <laughs> no matter when or where you watch games, 
You probably could spread out pretty well. Social distancing, not a problem. Yeah, yeah it's, it was it has never been a problem for the Marlins. <laughs> but that was my only point, was it's the coolest feature the stadium has. You need to use it. And it just, you know, it helps a little bit that the home team is there. Made me think a little bit about it more. I guess I never really thought about it when the t- game was there and my team wasn't in it. But that's just me. I do like the fact that we're wearing the road white stuff. You wear the white uniforms. You are the road team. No, we're the home team. NFC's the home team this year. The AFC was the home team last year. I thought that went by record. Mm-mm. No, it switches every year. It was AFC last year. It's NFC I always this thought year. That went by re- I know it did for a long mm-hmm. time. That switched at some point. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Possibly, but the NFC is the home team this year, and so Tampa's the home team. But they got to choose which uniforms they wanted to use, and so they went with the whites because they're really good in the whites. They're like 6-0 and this season with the uh, the white shirts and the pewter pants, and they've won, you know, it's like um, Pittsburgh. I think it was the Pittsburgh-Seattle Super Bowl. That was the year Pittsburgh made it as a wild card, and they won every game on the road, and they decided we're going to wear our road uniforms in the, in the final game of the season because we've, we're on a winning streak. We've won six games in a row or whatever with our white uniforms on. I love the superstitions that people throw out there. Everybody on, on has Super superstitions. Bowl. Somebody just laid a bet. I, I think it was Darren Ravel that put this out. Mm-hmm. Somebody put a $50,000 bet on the coin toss. Okay. That's a little. That aggressive. is the definition of gambling. <laughs> you literally have a fifty-fifty shot. Yeah. I mean, I have routinely said I would bet twenty bucks on you flipping a coin. Th- that's not fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. Too many people with too much money. We will have uh, Asheville Police Chief David Zach in here with us on Friday. Yes. Uh, I cannot really catch him, but we're going to throw some prop bets out there to have a little fun. Thank you. That's the one thing I asked for was on Super Bowl on the Super Bowl Pick'em show. We need to have all the props, and we'll give them to you um, throughout the throughout the week here. Uh, that, in fact, I would like for that to to be a thing from now until the end of the week. Jeremy, pull us up like three prop bets per day. You think you can handle that? Uh, sure. We want three of your favorite prop bets for the Super Bowl every day for the rest of the week. I can accomplish that. All right, good, good. I'm glad you're on that for us. Uh, Apparently, according to the American Gaming Association, since you brought up gambling on the Super Bowl, um, they did a survey, and they're expecting a 37% decrease this year in... The number of people betting on the Super Bowl. Does that surprise you? 37% is a pretty marked drop off. I'm not surprised that that number is being floated. I will be surprised if that number is accurate. Okay. There's another part of that that nobody talks about. There are now a lot of states where we have accurate numbers on what people mm-hmm. are gambling. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't compare to the, these mythos figures that have been out there because 99% of gambling was illegal. Now it's more like 
70 30 right well and and they pointed out in their research or their study here that they thought that it was a little odd that because gambling has become so accepted across the states and you know it's it's available in many states now that the number would drop that drastically they're estimating that 23.2 million americans will be betting on super bowl 55 this weekend And the combined amount of money put on the Super Bowl, would you like to take a guess? Oh, it's unbelievable. It's a, it's a number that is mind-boggling. Uh-huh. $4.3 billion. And I would say that's low. It could be. I, I would last, say that's low. Last year's estimates uh, from the AGA said $36 million or more Americans bet on the Super Bowl. And that's going to be a market drop this year. Last year's combined figure was $6.8 billion wagered on the bowl. That's a lot of, lot of scratch. But I can understand, you know, with people not going out for the Super Bowl, we're not congregating anywhere. And it just takes a little bit away from it for a lot of people, I would imagine. If you're going to be stuck at home by yourself, I mean, to me, that would give me more reason to want to wager something on the Super Bowl. If I'm not going to be hanging out with my buddies and having fun, at least give some kind of excitement to the game. But I guess for a lot of people, the opposite is true. If I'm not going out, then I'm not going to wager any money. Does that make sense? I'm still trying. I think this is the latest it's ever been before the Super Bowl that I did not know where I would actually be watching the game. Mm. I mean, I would invite you to watch with us. I'm out. But you don't yeah, want to do that. Yeah, I'm out. I, I'm out. <laughs> I have to wash my hair. I, actually, I lied. I had to wash my dog's hair. Right. My dog doesn't have any hair. Is that just because we're Bucks fans or because yes. you know who yes. we're hanging out with? No, no, no. It's, it's 100% because you're Bucks fan. There is one Bucks fan that I could tolerate watching this game with. Ronnie. Yep. Yeah. That's it. And, and I will be honest with you, seeing him dressed up as Captain Buccaneer with his uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, whatever, cape. Yeah. It was a cape. Yeah. It only kind of confirmed that more. I also hip-checked Ron into a table last year. Oh, and that I, was glorious. Here's people that if you've never seen the sportsocracy, Ron is our uh, former producer that he's still affiliated with the program, mm-hmm. still a, a great friend of both shows. Mm-hmm. Ron is also about seven inches shorter than I am, mm-hmm. and I probably outweigh him by uh, at least a full person because he's in very good shape and I am a sloth. And after a few beverages, we decided it would be a good idea since we had both gambled the same direction. To do the NFL player hip butt thing, you outweigh him by a full UFC fighter. Uh, yes, and not like one of the little guys, <laughs> like one of the like Conor McGregor. Like the, I was gonna say, Dustin Poirier. Yeah, because as I stated, he's in good shape, and I am not, <laughs> which is why I'm on this diet that's stealing all of my fun away from me. One thing that is going to impact the game that impacts every football game is the injuries, and this is a year that they're all right. Both teams are dealing with some injuries, but to me, the Kansas City Chiefs lose and by a mile. Injury-wise? They're going to have to overcome 
to be able to win this game. The vast not, majority of theirs are in the same position group. Yeah, but it's a big one. The offensive but is line, it, though? No, no, hear me out. Okay. I, I, I listened to Tony Baselli was on Adam Gold's show, the show that okay. comes right before us. And Baselli's a former lineman. I think eventually going to be a, a Hall of Fame lineman. Yes. This is still Andy Reid we're talking about. This is a guy who has rearranged the deck chairs with this offensive line all year long. Mm-hmm. What it tells me is that I would w- and you remember yesterday I gave you a prop bet for the Super Bowl with Monkey Knife Fight because they're doing that. Mm-hmm. If you bet it between four to six, they'll increase the uh, the payout. I started thinking about that. It's more likely Travis Kelsey kills you with death by a thousand paper cuts than Tyree Kill is killing you over the top mm-hmm. because you're going to send the hellhounds. That's, that's just the way it's going to go. Absolutely. That is your path to winning this game. Mm-hmm. Is Barrett and JPP getting after Pat Mahomes, keeping him off the mark? The thing about Pat Mahomes, though, is he's the best off balance quarterback I've ever seen. Yep. I've never in my life seen a quarterback that can make more things happen when he's not on his mark. Which is why I think what I think is going to happen. We'll unveil that on Friday. Uh huh. I don't think the I don't think the line's that big of a deal. And here's what nobody's going to tell you. And, and I, I've thought it for weeks since Kalechi Assembly went down. It's not exactly like this line was that great in the first place. Mm-hmm. Eric that's, Fisher was a Pro Bowler. It's pretty much on name alone. Mm-hmm. That's that's why I think it's going to be such a marked difference. Is because. I mean, the line wasn't that good to begin with, but what there's, there, so obviously the backups weren't as good as the starters. And now you're going to have to, you're going to have all backups on that offensive line except for what? Steve Wisniewski? He's the only guy. Steven Wisniewski was a backup anyway. Okay. He already had been through the year. I mean, but at the end of the day, you still got Mike Rimmers that has a lot of snaps in this league. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Uh, I can't wait to see Jason Pierre-Paul just go after Mike Rimmers. We might see punches thrown. Because Rimmers has been quite a hothead in the past when he gets beaten like a drum. Yeah, he's also the guy that a lot of Panthers fans blame mm-hmm. extensively for their loss to Denver in the Super Bowl a few years ago. Uh huh. I don't know. I just look at it and go, this is Andy Reid we're talking about. Mm-hmm. This is Chestnut Checkers. Mm-hmm. I've said this more times than I can count. I feel like he has something in his bag of tricks that is going to counteract the the Barrett and Pierre Paul and Indomitian Sue and all these other guys. They're going to try. They will try real hard. And they'll be successful. Well, well there's, there's one very, I mean, there's one cavalier way to beat a team that blitzes a lot. And it's doing exactly what the Chiefs do on a routine basis already. Mm-hmm. A lot of screens, a lot of things getting guys out in space because there's a lot of one-on-one when you blitz a lot. Mm -hmm. I almost feel like it's a trap. I really do. And and you call me a conspiracy theorist or whatever. I think it's a trap. I think if you you go into this game thinking, oh, we're just going to send five or six at Mahomes, I don't think you're going to like how that goes. No, I don't think that. I think they're going to be able to get home with four. And maybe not get home. As far as racking up a whole bunch of sacks in the game, but you know, pressures, hits, things like that, I think they're going to be plenty fine with that because you're not going to be able to. You're not going to be able to send five or six every play. 
because you're going to have to account somehow. You know, I was thinking about it because maybe it was maybe I was hearing the same thing that you were hearing with uh, with Adam Gold, but I heard somebody talking about Tyron Matthew. The Tyron Matthew is one of the best blitzing safeties in the league, and that surely they will use him in that capacity. I'm begged to differ. I don't. Well, I mean, they'll use him I mean, that way. Well, yeah, Tyron Matthew is what actually makes this a sustainable defense. But I don't think it's going to be something that you're going to see a whole lot in the game because the Chiefs aren't that great defensively. And I don't feel like they're going to be able to keep up, especially if Antonio Brown plays in this game with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. If you blitz Tyron Matthew too much, you're going to lose some coverage because he's one of the stars in that secondary that could, you know, mitigate some of what Tom Brady can do trying to stretch the field. You know, the whole no risk it, no biscuit thing. Man, I never want to hear that again. (laughs) Ever. I'm getting a t-shirt with it on there. Super Bowl trophy, no risk it, no biscuit. I know it's going to be made and I'm going to purchase one. Just... To irritate you so. But I don't feel like you can do that. And I don't think Tampa Bay is going to be able to do that either. You're going to try to send Levante David and Devin White and uh, Whitehead. You're going to try to blitz those guys on every play. You're going to get eaten alive. Let me ask you a question. I just. I'm, 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 we'll say I'm curious. Okay. Where would you say Kansas City's defense finished the year in terms of sacks? In terms of sacks? Mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel like this is really overplayed. Like 13? They were 19th. Okay. This is not a great pass rush. It never has been. Mm-hmm. I understand they have Frank Clark. I understand they have Chris Jones. I understand they have Tyron Matthew. A lot of what Spagnolo has done is smoke and mirrors. I've seen him do this to Tom Brady twice. I have seen him come up with something that flustered Brady twice. Mm-hmm. And what was it? It was the same thing. Pass rush. But what kind? Right in his face. Right up the middle. If you remember that, that mm-hmm. those Giants teams had that NASCAR pass rush with Matthias Kiwanuka and Justin Tuck and Michael Strahan, it was yes. four defensive ends. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be shocked if you see something odd like that come out of this defense. Where Spagnuolo goes, I've seen me do it. Mm-hmm. Just trust me. Just Andy, trust me. I know what I'm doing. Watch this. Okay. Where no, it's not Tyron Matthew coming off the edge, and mm-hmm. it's 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 Matthew winds up in. They use him in such a way that it's almost hard to quantify what he is because he plays as a linebacker a lot, and he obviously is too small to be a linebacker. Mm-hmm. But it's very confusing. And I understand Tom Brady's the smartest quarterback that ever. Blah 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 blah. Yes. I, I, I get it. Yes. It's very difficult when you have a defense that's this multiple. I'm not saying it's that good because it's not. Mm -hmm. If they try to go one-on-one with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown, it's not going to go well. No. Which is why I can tell you definitively that's not what they're going to (laughs) do. Exactly. Just like I I was telling you, there's no chance that they're going to try to go one-on-one with Tyreek Hill again. We saw how that happened in the first quarter of the game that they played earlier this season. That's not going to happen. There will be some kind of blanket coverage for Tyreek Hill, and that will open up some holes 
for other guys, obviously. I, I agree with what you just said. The one thing I, I will tell you about uh, with Tyreek Hill, there have not been Tyreek Hill's not a great route runner. That's a myth. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know where that's come from, but I've heard that a lot in the last few weeks. He's not a good route runner at all. He's just super fast. However, he is very, very good, and he is very, very on the same page with Pat Mahomes on where to sit down in zone coverage. Mm-hmm. That is what would scare me if I'm a Bucks fan, is that these two are chestnut checkers when it comes to, oh, you think I'm going to run over the top? Great. I'm glad you sent two safeties that way because I'm going to sit right here 15 yards down the field, and I am going to nickel and dime you to death. Yeah, the problem with that is you give him space in the middle of that defense, Mm -hmm. and he can run away from all of Mm -hmm. those guys. All of them. That's what he did to Buffalo multiple times. Because Buffalo was dedicated. They put Tredavious White on on Kelsey, which I still... It still makes my head hurt the more I think about it, and I just don't want to talk about it anymore. They knew what Buffalo was doing. Mm -hmm. We're going to keep you in front of us. You can hurt us. You're not going to kill us over the top. He said, okay, I'm just going to sit down in the middle of this defense every time you do this. As soon as I get past the linebacker, linebacker's head turns. Linebacker doesn't know where I am. I'm in the dead man zone between the safeties and the linebackers. I'm just going to sit down right here. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how you beat that. See, I think this is going to be, you you said earlier this week, you don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I don't. And I really do. And and, and by high-scoring, I mean, I don't think it's going to go over. I'm not saying this is going to be a 12-7 game. What is the over-under? 57. 57. Which is a lot. That is a ton of points. Yeah, I'm over. Because I think this is going to be a game in the 30s, both teams, they will be able to find holes. Because what's the one thing that I've been complaining about with Todd Bowles all year long is that he leaves too much, too many windows, too much space underneath. And I don't dispute any of that. Here's, Here's my thing. You have two of the smartest quarterbacks in the NFL here. And you know what they both have in common? They know their teams are in better shape when the ball is in their hands than it is when it's not. And that's all I'm going to say about mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. Uh, Eric Fisher, starting left tackle for the Chiefs, is out for the game. They ruled out Willie Gay as well, the rookie linebacker out of uh, Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Is that right? Okay. Uh, <laughs> we got uh, Le'Veon Bell, Rashad Fenton, Lajarius Sneed, and Sammy Watkins are all listed as questionable today. Sammy Watkins, in his uh, media availability, said that he did feel like he was going to be able to play coming up this Sunday. Uh, the Bucks are expected to have uh, Antonio Brown back, but I'm actually seeing. Well, this said, the, this little article says he's listed as doubtful. Who? Antonio Brown. I hadn't seen that. I hadn't seen that they were holding out hope that yeah, he was going to play. I, I couldn't tell you. This is apparently according to DraftKings. Uh, they've got the injury list up here. Antonio Brown, doubtful with a knee injury. Jordan Whitehead, doubtful with a shoulder injury. I knew Jordan Whitehead was that. I, that be, was borderline a fool's errand to think he was going to play this I game. I will be supremely shocked if Whitehead is able to play in this game. But Antonio seemed like in you know he was eyeing playing. This coming weekend, uh, Levante David, Antoine Winfield, they're both still listed as questionable. But I don't, I don't see, see any way they don't play. <laughs> That's exactly what I was getting ready to say. This is the this is that game where you're just 
if you're if you have any physical ability to play, you're going to. Yeah, Sammy Watkins. If this was any ordinary game, mm-hmm. he probably didn't play. Mm-hmm. He's going to play in this game. This is the one game where all ailments kind of go out the window. You just throw everything out. You know, they're asking Pat Mahomes about the about his toe. Are you going to be okay to go? Uh, it's the Super Bowl. I think I'll figure out a way to suck it up. And I see that for everybody involved. You're in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green on ESPN Asheville. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times. And that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. This is G. Duggaroff, voice of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the sports tank. Fire them cannons. By golly, put more powder in those things. Not for the Super Bowl. Can't do it for the Super Bowl. It's not a home game. It's not a home game. I know it's not a home game. I still don't have to like it. All right, ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. I'm Tank Spencer. Jeremy Green is here as well. Major League Baseball, 15 days before spring training is supposed to start. We're still talking about whether or not we're going to push back the start of the season. (laughs) Because baseball. (laughs) This is the same sport that last year on opening day, one of their teams didn't know what stadium they were going to play in. Indeed. Uh, and you know what? I don't, I don't, I haven't heard any official word. I mean, I imagine the plan hasn't changed for the Toronto Blue Jays that they're going to go back to Buffalo. Well, the Raptors are playing in Tampa, Tampa. Yeah. I, I was wanting to say Orlando, but it's like, that doesn't sound right. No, they're playing in Tampa, um, at the Amelie arena, but I guess the Toronto Blue Jays are going to play in Buffalo again. Sure. I, I've seen nothing that says that's official or that they have worked that out but yeah uh the union the major league baseball players association has denied the proposal from major league baseball to delay the start of the season um cut the season from you know the 163 games or 162 games down to 154 games cuz that's a marked difference they cutting 10 games out of the nba season that's a big deal. It's all about percentages. Cutting 10 games out of a 162-game schedule doesn't really make a difference. Am I wrong? I don't think I'm wrong about that. Uh, I've, I don't. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, if it, was, uh, if it was an equal portion, like if we're talking about 25 games off the MLB season, then maybe we got something to talk about. But here you got, what, an off day every two weeks by cutting 10 games off the regular season schedule? Let's take it down to 44. It's 44 the best games. I can do. That's, That's it. the best I got. <laughs> I don't think so. I think, I think what we learned last year was that the baseball season does need to be a little bit longer than 60 games. That I was great with it. This, oh, of course it, it, you were, because you didn't watch any of it. it but baseball, baseball fans are sitting ever. here looking at it and going, "This is this just feels gross." 
it feels awful. It didn't feel good going down to the end. I mean, I know Dodgers fans are so happy that they ended up winning the World Series and everything. But well, like forty three teams made it to the playoffs, so I, I don't think you're every team had a shot. Right, right. But Major League Baseball Players Association says uh, no. We're planning to show up at spring training on February the seventeenth. Opening day still set for April first. So at least. At least we have that going for us. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. I, I know seizing on an opportunity is important in business if you're going to make an impact and you see a window for a perfect marketing idea, you got to pounce on it before somebody else has that idea. And I guess this is what has kept Netflix at the top of the game. They're 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 first responders basically in the media now. Uh, well, n- not to miss a trick, apparently Netflix is in the discussions about an untitled film that will tell us the full story of the GameStop AMC saga. As Wall Street developments unfold in real time. In the David versus Goliath battle between hedge funds and social media-fueled day traders that sent shares of GameStop soaring 135% on a single day, a bull market is developing for projects chronicling this unprecedented episode and its greater implications. Deadline.com. Here's that Netflix is in talk to make an untitled film that will be written by the same guy that wrote The Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty. You ever seen any of the, either of those movies? Nope. The Hurt Locker is nope. an excellent movie. You absolutely need to see that one. Uh, and also, you know, it's apparently going to be starring uh, one of the guys that is uh, going to be in the upcoming uh, Black Adam movie with the comic book movie with uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Nick Centineo is going to be playing the key role in that movie. Doesn't say what role he's going to be playing, whether he's going to be hedge fund guy who loses millions of dollars or whether he plays the Reddit user who, who poured all of his money into GameStop, GameStop and made $15 million while costing guys like Stephen Cohen nearly a billion dollars. Netflix is all over it. I'm still waiting for the Tiger King movie. Wasn't that supposed to be a Netflix thing? They're, with, they already did that with Nicolas Cage. Oh, remember oh, that was oh, a, oh. that was a story that Nicolas Cage was going to play Joe Exotic in some movie. Yeah, I I heard it, but I've never I've never gotten the follow up on it. I haven't either. That's what I'm saying. Uh, so don't let us down. I mean, I'll watch this hey, maybe, when it comes out. But. Maybe Nicolas Cage is still on uh, location in the jail cell that Nick that Joe Exotic is still incarcerated in. Speaking of in, uh, of incarceration okay which has absolutely nothing to do with what i'm getting ready to say was a weird segue yeah the texas department of public safety said an amber alert that was issued for the cursed doll chucky from the child's play horror films was a test that was accidentally sent out the amber alert message that was sent out to subscribers of the texas alert system three times on friday describes the suspect chucky as wearing blue denim overalls with multicolored striped long sleeve shirt and says he was last seen wielding a huge kitchen knife. <laughs> Chucky was suspected of abducting Glenn Ray, 
the cursed doll's son from the film Seed of Chucky. Oh, no. The alert included photos of both movie characters. It was sent out three times. Three times. Three times. I understand making a boo-boo. Uh-huh. I get that. But you did it three times. You should stop doing that. <laughs> like, okay, I took it down. Here. So, okay, so fake post it. No, Jeffrey, you posted it again. Take it down and just fake post it. Okay, I'm taking it down. I'll fake post it. So I click this button. No, you did it again. This is like teaching my mother to take pictures off Facebook. You just hit the button. What button? The share button? Why would it be the share button? <laughs> The download button. My mother actually does quite nicely with the interwebs. Mine doesn't. So that that analogy actually hit home with me because my mom was like, hey, can you send me that picture? I was like, why don't you just take it from my Facebook page? I don't know how to do that. I mean, all you got to do is click the little three dots and go download picture or save photo. Yeah, there's actually easier ways to do that, but I don't don't, want to clap. Really? Okay, now I'm going to have to have a lesson because you're going to have to teach me how to do that easier. I thought that was the shortcut path. Yeah, there's... Uh, what? It still blows my mind that you have made your living for this many years pushing very difficult to understand buttons. Mm-hmm. And yet, at the end of the day, you're very confused by Facebook. I am very confused because I have long been under the impression that the save photo button was the easiest way to save a picture from Facebook. Not quite. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I will fill you all in when Jeremy tells me the easiest way to save Facebook photos. An update on a weird story from last week. UFC Hall of Famer Tito Ortiz is still the mayor pro tem of Huntington Beach, California. They had talked about kicking him out. All the, you know, all the all the libs on the Huntington Beach City Council were very upset at uh, Tito Ortiz and his non-mask-wearing self and not knowing how, you know, Robert's Rules works and all of that and proper procedure. They were going to have a no a vote of no confidence for Tito, Tito Ortiz, but apparently the word is that is now being shelved. And maybe they've decided to actually teach Tito Ortiz something about, I don't know, how government's supposed to work. This from the same state that once elected Arnold Schwarzenegger as their governor. Mm-hmm. Just saying. You at one time had Governor <laughs> Terminator. Yeah. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> well, they figured it worked with one actor. It should work with the other. And it did for a while. Until he got caught. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he in office when the the story about the nanny came out? Who are we talking about here? Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. I have no idea. You have no idea. Okay. I don't know. All right. It is really hard for me to get to care about the politics to get me to care about the politics in the state that I live in. Mm-hmm. Uh, one three thousand miles away, impossible. Impossible to do. The offensive rookie of the month in the Eastern Conference has been announced. Would you like to know who it is? I'm going to assume it's LaMelo Ball. It's LaMelo Ball. Thank you. All right. Yeah. LaMelo Ball of the Charlotte Hornets. 243 points, 118 rebounds, 121 assists, two double doubles in the month, one triple double. 
he is the often or that he is the Eastern Conference Rookie of the Month. He also got his first start last night in a game that I picked in green on green. There you go. That Hornets team's actually good. They are good. And I, I mean, I'm really not saying like they're it. a contender to win the East or anything like no, that. No, no. But they can get to the playoffs and be second iconic. round. They could win a division. They could win a series, couldn't they? I, I'm gonna say no. If they end up as like the sixth seed, uh, who's the who three are they right gonna now? beat? Who's the three right now? Right now, yeah. Uh Brooklyn. Oh yeah. Good, good luck with that. Yeah. I think we could beat them. Mm-hmm. Can't outscore everybody every night. You said it yourself. Uh, what is the biggest knock on the Hornets? <laughs> can't score enough? Uh, no, they have a lot of guards that can't defend real well. That's not going to go well. Yeah, that's a good point. Now, I would say for the... I, I mean, you have to be... You have to be careful making any sweeping declarations 21 games into the season. Mm-hmm. After all, right now, the seven in the East would be the Cleveland Cavaliers. So... It's, it's still not going to hold. No. <laughs> no, it's not going to hold. The Hawks are the six. Right. I told you that team was just a just a year away from being a year away. The Hawks? Yeah. <sighs> the Hawks have more problems than we have time for me to sit here and explain. Mm-hmm. The they Hawks got- did this thing where they just accumulated talent, and they went, ah, we'll figure it out. And now they have a lot of talent that can't. Play together. Right. So somebody has to be hurt every night. And yes, I did little bunny ear rabbit quotes around that. Would you like to take a wild guess, Jeremy, at who the last Charlotte Hornet was to win Rookie of the Month in I the NBA? I would have said it was Devontae Graham, but obviously I'm wrong. It was not Devontae Graham. Larry Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> He's taking it way back to 1992. I wonder if he was even a rookie of the month back then. I'm going to say I oh, got he was. He was. Oh, no. December, February, and March of 1991-1992 season. Larry Johnson was rookie of the so month. So that's not the, who was the most recent? Uh, most recent was Michael Kidd Gilchrist. So let's oh. let's back off uh, just before we start celebrating. Oh, no. <laughs> That LaMelo Ball is going to be the next great Charlotte Hornet. Just want to remind you where the last one ended up. It it didn't go well. It did not. That was the 2012-2013 season, and Michael Kidd-Gilchrist was the rookie of the month for the first month of the season. Can you tell me what team Michael Kidd-Gilchrist plays for currently? He is on a roster. Is it Dallas? It is Dallas. Yeah. He has played zero games this year. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. I'm not I'm not real up on my Dallas Mavericks basketball. Again, like I said, I could I I go watch highlights with you all day long. When it comes to sitting down and watching a two and a half hour NBA basketball game where neither of what neither of the teams I really care about. Oh, he's actually a free agent. They didn't re sign him. Never mind. Oh, okay. I missed a word. <laughs> <laughs> What did it say? Former? Uh, who last played. Who I just saw who played. played. Right. I, I didn't think about tense. Mm-hmm. Uh, also would like to point out that in the first month of the 2006-2007 season... Oh, please say Adam Morrison. Adam Morrison was the rookie of the month for the Eastern Conference. Oh, no. <laughs> 
We had we had quite a few rookies of the month though from from Charlotte back in that day. 2006-2007 we had uh, Adam Morrison. He was the first one of the year. Uh and then 2005-2006 Raymond Felton was three-time Eastern Conference player of the month. Oh, don't make that face. He was he was good his first couple of years with the with the Bobcats. The problem was he was with the Bobcats. Emeka Okafor was the three-time rookie of the month. So it's not all bad. You don't look back on Emeka Okafor and go, that was a mistake, do you? Emeka Okafor? Uh-huh. Mm, no. He was just he was always limited. It was oh, it was yeah. always going to be what it wound up being. Mm-hmm. And he was a power forward in the NBA that was three inches taller than I am. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he and he made his hay as a shot blocker. Uh and that worked for a little period of time. Mm-hmm. And then the NBA got tape on him and went, oh, oh, yeah, we just shoot over you. What? Why don't we just shoot over you? <laughs> but I will agree with the sentiment that I saw our good friend uh, Richard Walker post uh, not too long ago that I think this is just the first of many accolades that LaMelo Ball will be winning as a Charlotte Hornet. That's another one. I was, I was, I'm so, I've never been so glad to be so wrong about a team because when i saw Lamelo ball get drafted i went ugh. when i saw gordon hayward come in i went ugh. none of this is gonna work and it's actually working it at is. least we're competitive it is i still don't understand and i've said this on the show more than once i still don't understand why Lamelo ball is not starting i feel like this is some spurs way thing that james borrego's doing don't mm-hmm. don't do that you gotta earn your spot yeah don't do that don't do that this is the nba because you're punishing yourself because their starters get run out of the building. Mm-hmm. When you have Devontae Graham and Terry Rozier on the floor together, one of those two guards on the other side is going, oh boy. Whichever one, like the, the, I call it the Bradley Beal effect. Because Bradley Beal is a very tall two guard. Mm-hmm. And he looks at smaller guards that don't defend well and just goes, oh, I'm going to have 60 tonight. <laughs> I think he decides it in the locker room before the game. Like, I'm going to score 60 points tonight. I don't care if it call, if it takes 50 shots. I'm doing okay. it. Okay. We'll see the Hornets on the floor again tomorrow night. They'll be at home against the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't look for me to take the underdog in that one. I don't. Uh, I really don't either. But it's that time. It's time to get excited about the NBA. Because unfortunately... Football season will be over in five days. Win, lose, or draw, that's going to be the real sadness for me. Oh, Monday, I will be very sad mm-hmm. that, that we will not have football. And, and Monday is the day that I go full steam ahead into college basketball. No, oh, the NFL draft. The NFL draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy's already been, uh, you know, patting himself on the back today after he saw the, the article of the redraft of this past draft. The biggest riser in the redraft is Chase Claypool, who the Chase play Chase Claypool list has been named after the the, the what was it the Chase Claypool team? Yep. That's Just, that's one of those that. There are guys every year that I just attach myself to. Mm-hmm. And Chase Claypool is one of those guys. Like, I do not understand what it is that you're not seeing in this guy. When are, when are we going to get into super, uh, Senior Bowl talk? Are we going to do that tomorrow? We can do that tomorrow. Okay. There were some guys at the Senior Bowl that I... And this was a weird year. Mm-hmm. You know, the practices were not 
necessarily as telling as they have been in the past. There wasn't as good of an access to it as there has been in previous years. So this is a little bit harder of a year. I had to, I had to dive a little deeper on this one. Mm-hmm. I had to watch more of the game than I wanted to. <laughs> I usually don't watch the game pretty much at all. Right. I mean, I'll watch the cut film of it, but in terms of just sitting down and watching the game, I actually had to record it. How did that go, by the way? What? How was the game? Uh, Michael Carter was good. Michael Carter is one of the guys that we're going to be talking about. I like that a lot. I like hearing that because we're going to have several UNC Tar Heels drafted in the draft this year. Uh, Some of them fairly high. And then, of course, we're number one with a bullet next year (laughs) with old Sam Howell. You're in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green on ESPN Asheville. Monkey Knife Fight, free money, up next. Possibly. MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the place you need to go for all of the daily fantasy sports props fun you can handle. Go online and create your account today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Use the promo code TANK, and they will match your initial investment up to $50. T-A-N-K. I know there are some people who are thinking, wait, you didn't spell it that time. And I need to do that. I feel like I have to do that. Because, uh, you know, I get I, I get called all the time. Frank, Hank, all these things. So I feel like I have to spell it out. Promo code TANK at monkeyknifefight.com. They will match your initial investment up to $50. And they will also give you a $5 free play, which you can use on the game that Jeremy is uh, going to tell you about. Your, are you playing the NBA tonight or are we doing uh, for, No, uh, I'm doing Super, Super Bowl, Bowl props. All right. Uh, this game will allow you to turn your $5 free play into an $18 prize, which is an accelerated pay scale for Super Bowl week. Yeah. If you're going to join monkeyknifefight.com, this is the perfect week to do it because you're playing games that would usually double your double your prize or something like that. And you're getting almost four times your money. The one I'm playing today is the two by two, more or less 3.6 X multiplier. I'm going over 333 and a half in passing yards for Pat Mahomes. I'm going over 303 and a half for Tom Brady. Low scoring game, but lots of yards. Yes. Okay. I again never said it was going to be a low scoring game. I said it was not going to beat an over under that is the fourth highest one we've had all year long. <laughs> Which is weird to me. It doesn't. It seems like we had a lot of big over-unders this year. Uh, we, we didn't have many that were over 57.5, which is what this mm-hmm. debuted at. Mm-hmm. All right. MonkeyDieFight.com, promo code TANK, T-A-N-K. we got Carolina basketball coming up right here on ESPN Asheville at 6 o'clock tonight. Tar Heels taking on the Clemson Tigers. The Tar Heels on quite the little roll here lately. And I feel like uh, you know they have they have become the best team in North Carolina. It's obviously not Duke. No, because they're bad. Oh, so bad. They lost to Miami last night. We got that game coming up on Saturday, and you'll hear that one here on ESPN Asheville. Duke and Carolina be the first time since 1960 that both of these teams will get together, and neither one of them will be ranked in the top 25. That seems awful. It's almost unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're breaking a 60-year streak of one of you being ranked every time this game has been played. Mm-hmm. 
I'd also love to see the stat on when was the last time neither Duke or Kentucky made the NCAA tournament. I feel like right that now one, that looks unlikely to say the least. Un- oh, for them to make it? Mm-hmm. Yes. I agree. I don't think either of these teams are going to make the tournament. And I frankly won't be shocked if either of them calls or both of them calls their season short. I really won't be. It would it would nominally surprise me. Mm-hmm. Although uh, a good you know uh, the guy that I follow on uh, on Twitter a lot for college basketball news, John Rothstein tweeted out today that uh, his sources are telling him that. Conferences have been reminding their members that if you opt out of the conference tournaments, that is a violation of the conference rules that you of your membership agreement. Now I don't know how big of an effect that has because honestly, if Duke decided not to play in the conference champion or the conference tournament, do you honestly think that the ACC would look at them and go, "You're gonna you're gonna play in this tournament or you're out." Uh no <laughs> no it's not gonna happen, but I, but I, I mean I can see where commissioners are in this tough spot. They're gonna be having these conversations with teams. Of you realize that you're committed to this tournament, and you will be in violation. Maybe they'll maybe there'll be fines or something. I don't know. I don't know what the repercussions of that would be. I don't know the answer to that. Can honestly. we ban you? Could they have a like a postseason ban? No, the NCAA handles that. Conference has no say in that. The conference can't say you can't play in the ACC mm-hmm. tournament. Oh, what in future years? Mm-hmm. Ah, it would be stupid. Oh, I agree with you. I, I think the sheer fact that it's even been said that they're telling teams this yeah. is dumb. Because here's what you could inadvertently do: you could have a team that's a national title contender that could have a shot at a Final Four, and by put, forcing them to play in your conference tournament. Somebody could wind up contracting coronavirus, mm-hmm. not play, you get bounced, and then they're going to blame you for that for quite some time. Yes. It's quite the conundrum that they find themselves in, but it is what it is. We'll be back here tomorrow at 3 on ESPN Asheville, tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Tune in to the Sportsocracy on Facebook and YouTube Live. Follow, like, and share the Sportsocracy on all of the social medias. Carolina basketball again coming up here tonight at 6 o'clock. Keep it tuned. DSP in Asheville.